0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. I got Theo here with me. Theo, you can tell everybody what you do, why you do it, why you love it.
1: Sure, man. My name is Theo Jones, and I run Weekend White Coat concierge Uh, It's a concierge healthcare company, and it is an all-inclusive digital-first healthcare platform with a mix of house calls and telemedicine. Um, I actually dropped the app on the Apple App Store and Android Store. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so my clients are primarily entrepreneurs, um, high net worth individuals or just people who just simply who do not have the time to continuously wait in doctor's offices and waste their time. So my niche is uh, helping people realize, you know, their, their time potential and to continue growing their wealth
0: in health at the same time. So, and that's great. No, that's awesome, man. And, and it's so funny that you say that because, uh, you know, I own a remote fitness and nutrition business and my, my niche, like my, my group that I help the most are like busy professionals. So I have nutrition strategies and fitness strategies for people who are on the go and they, they don't have the, you know, six, seven days a week, hours a day to dedicate to the gym. And then they don't maybe have the time to even sit down and dedicate all that time to cooking meals and all this stuff. So we got to have strategies for everybody. Right. And I love, I love I, your platform exactly i mean honestly just think about this right when
1: was the last time the average person seen their primary care provider every once i would say about two out of ten people can raise their hand and say yeah i went last thursday yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but but on average man uh a lot of people don't have a good relationship with their with their providers um a lot of people don't have a good relationship with their trainers Mm. um, or, or like their nutrition people so um, my job is to make it easier uh for those who are looking to maintain that relationship, especially those who don't have time. Uh one of the biggest things that you could do is just let your lifestyle slip away from you and you know, continue to chase this money, continue to chase this and that. But when you look up, you're so damn
0: unhealthy you can't enjoy your life at the end of the day. Oh yeah. I'm I'm starting to partner with a, or I'm looking to partner with a with a group that deals with a lot of people at like around a retirement age. And you know, they yeah, they got all this. They have all this like physical, financial money, but then you know, at sixty-five years old, they you know they maybe have ten years left. Like maybe you know, and they maybe. saved all this money over their whole life, only to get to the end of the working time, and then have you know they should have thirty-four, you know, thirty more years to enjoy whatever they want to. You know, they like, they don't have to worry about working. You know, they're at that age where you know kids are obviously adults, and this is supposed to be their time to just thrive. Yeah. And they can't hardly stand on their own. They can't hardly walk from the bedroom to the door on their own. You know, and that's that's not a place you want to be when you're at that point of financial freedom. Now you want to have physical and financial freedom. Exactly. And and a lot of people uh, overlook that fact.
1: It's it's kind of the way medicine is in America. Right. Yeah. So most people are reactive to situations. Right um okay i'll give you an example Mm -hmm. you get coffee in the morning right right and you're holding this coffee but you're holding like three other things Mm -hmm. preventative medicine would say hey let me put these three other things on and and hold this coffee itself so i don't trip and spill it on myself right but the way medicine is here in america is hey let me carry all three of these things and if this shit spill on me it happens i'll deal with it (laughs) (laughs) that's the best example that i could give you. Because even the way the guidelines are set up on how we diagnose things, right? It's oh well, if you hit here, then okay, we treat you, you have it. But if you if you're like one point iota away from that lab value, you, you don't have it and we won't treat yeah, you. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, <laughs> I totally I totally get what you mean. Man, I had a I I have a personal training client. Like I most of my stuff's remote, but I have a few personal training clients and one of them is in his 60s and he uh he had his cardiologist tell him at 40 something years old that he should stop working out. He's like, You should stop lifting weights, you should stop exercising. He's like, You should probably just be walking and, and doing yoga because working out is a young man's game. He said like, that that that's what he told him. No, like, yeah, oh oh man, he's a cardiologist. And he, and and so he came to me 30 pounds overweight and you know, bad knees, bad hips, bad shoulders. And now, you know, we're down all that weight, his knees, hips. You know, I, I shoulder don't hurt anymore. And it's like he fatigue he atrophied so much, like his muscle atrophied so much from no resistance training for 20 years, 15 years, mostly sedentary. And it was all the prescription of a doctor, you know. But but to your point, <laughs> but to your point, it was the fact that he wasn't in this health group over here, or this yeah. sorry, this risk, this health risk group over here. Yeah. And it may have been by one point or two points or or 10 points. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, so now we don't need to treat you for this, which may be true, but we need to prevent it. We need, we need to make sure it doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, for, for sure, man. You know, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest problems in today's society is disease of lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. All of these metabolic conditions, you got type two diabetes, um, hypertension. Um, I mean, you do have like natural hypertension, what they call idiopathic, it just kind of exists, and we don't know why. Or those have like cardiac disease in their family, but overall, you know, diabetes, type two, and hypertension are both diseases of lifestyle. And then we have this like kind of controversial emergence of like type three diabetes, where we're starting to realize that Alzheimer's is a you know, a form of uh insulin resistant, you know, metabolic disorder that can cause you to forget, and uh the older we get, the worse that it gets. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm and 25. You're 25. Okay. So at 25, you know, this is where you start to want to try and unlock, uh, you know, what the hell am I going to do with my health as I start to approach 30? Because, mm-hmm. you know, Men approaching 30 is different from women approaching 30. And you know, men approaching 40 is a lot different from women approaching 40, right? So at this age, we start to worry at 25, you probably should start to worry about getting into good habits, which I'm sure you do. But, you know, any average 25-year-old male, they're not thinking about that. They're like, I want to go drink, I want to go party, I want to go have a good time. But you know, at this point, you know, you want to start thinking about like, well, am I eating right? Do I need to have this healthy regimen going? Mm -hmm. And uh, should I be worried about any like different like diseases in my families that exist? Like, cause risk factors are all over the place. People don't look at the clues. Actually, average person they can't even tell you you know what happened with their grandparents because oh, yeah. uh, risk risk factors there trickle down. You know, look at male pattern baldness, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that gene comes from you know your grandmother on your father's side mm-hmm. and you don't think twice about it until you losing your head and you at, at 28, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> same same thing with the, with the insulin resistance. Um, If you, if you're, if you have a predisposition to any kind of uh, uh disease risk factors, right. That's something that you want to start screening for in your 20 in your 20, the elite twenties. Cause by the time you hit 30, it's already starting to take root. By the time you hit 40, you hit a wall, mm-hmm. you know, and you it's know, happening. by the time you're yeah. it's happening, you're, you're yeah. living. You're not preventing it at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean, and honestly, this is something that I like to talk about with my with my clients because uh by the time they get to me, you know, it's not too late, but it's still, you know, they're looking at it, you know, like, damn, I really should have did this better at that time. I mean, and I tell people the same thing. Even I myself, you know what I mean? Like, I caught my own habits way too late. You know, and right. It's never too late to undo it. I mean, before we jumped on, man, I was out in the parking lot hitting jump ropes before I was like getting coffee. You know what I mean? Every moment I find myself, I try to better myself because how in the world can I preach to somebody about something that they should be doing? And I don't look like I do it. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> well, and, and and look looks can be deceiving. That's tough because right. there right. are I've, I've met trainers before who who maybe didn't look like trainers like, you know, they didn't have washboard abs. Their arms weren't huge, but like they've lost 150 pounds, you know, and so like maybe they don't look great or whatever by conventional standards. But for them, they look awesome mm-hmm. and, yeah. and they're getting the education to help others and they're trying to trying to move forward with it. Now, that being said, just because you lost 150 pounds doesn't mean you're now educated to help everybody else because plenty of people lose weight. And I, I quote the wrong way. I don't like words like wrong and stuff like. but like in the way that they didn't put on any muscle mass. So now their metabolic rate has dropped to a very, very significant margin. And they're just having to cut more and more and more calories. And now they're in such a calorie deficit that they're that they can't cut any more calories and their metabolic rates lowered their 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 need their non-associative exercise therm- thermogenesis lowered and all of that together is going to put us in a bad position long term right. but that all that to say like just because you don't look at it doesn't mean you surely can't help and right. then going back to a previous point that you made I, I hear this all the time and it's crazy to me but like uh so i'll meet someone who's 30 or 40 or whatever and they'll be they'll they'll talk so much about how much slower their metabolism's gotten like oh you know i got 30 i mean i turned 30 metabolism got so much slower and like did your metabolism get slower or did you just start sitting on your ass a hundred percent of the time you know i'm sure it did i sure did get slower but like Was it because you turned 30 or because you haven't moved in 10 years, you know? Right. You know, I I do. So I have like a certain like section of my like
1: practice where I do like a weight loss program with patients. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've been doing like semaglutide and like... um, everybody's in love with this whole semaglutide business Mm -hmm. so i've been doing like semaglutide and just kind of doing like coaching like you know hey this is how your food should look this is how your exercise should look this is how you know and i'm just i'm just giving these people like basic advice on um how to try and lose weight parent of this medication and the basic stuff that i'm telling them is like that's stuff that is 101 right like it's it's what they tell you in health class on the first day in high school Mm -hmm. and they're like oh and i'm just like wow this is crazy you know
0: what i mean mm-hmm. and i mean and that's that's where i get a lot to like with some of my clients on like we get away from like the the simple because like everyone knows if you eat chicken rice and broccoli for every meal you'll probably end up losing weight right like but right? what but what but what do you do when that's not feasible for you like what do you do if like you're out and about you work 12 hours a day like You've still got to be healthy, like you've still got to be able to reach your goals. So, like that's why, like for my clients, I've made a like a fast food template. So it's got like a bunch of low calorie, high protein. Yeah, fast fast food options at McDonald's, Burger King, Chipotle, Subway. Yeah, all all of these huge fast food chains, so that they can still reach those goals. Now it's not optimal, right? Like micronutrient wise, it's very deficient, but if we're looking at calories as our base, like calories have got to matter first yeah. and protein next with uh, retaining lean body mass and, and trying to burn that body fat, that at least will put us in a position to succeed long-term. It may not, again, it's not optimal. It's, it's definitely not what I would recommend doing every day, yeah. but most people got to reach their goals too. Dude, you living in 2050 with that, man. Because
1: like, <laughs> the thing is, like, most people, they're, they're, like, drilling into you, like, hey, this is what you need, this is what you need, this is what you need. But what you're doing is you're meeting people where they're at and offering mm-hmm. an option that they can actually work with. I think one thing that really pushes people out of this space and focusing on this space are those people that are, like, hardline, judgmental, do this or you will not succeed at all. Oh. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, we, as we've learned throughout society and history, it's more than one way to peel an apple. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, tell, I tell people that all the time. Like, uh, I, I was talking to a lady earlier and she was like, you know, I talked to a trainer like a year ago and he said, you know, they, the only way to get there is two and a half hours in the gym every day, seven days a week. And i are like, that is crazy. I, I don't, I don't write more than three or four days of programming for anybody, like any of my clients. And they see, uh, and my, I mean, I think they see great results, you know? So,
1: dude, that is an unhinged suggestion. (laughs) That that trainer is unhinged at
0: some facet of his life. Mm. He is stuck in the zone of weightlifting. (laughs) Well, and, and, and that's another good example of somebody that, like, maybe look, he probably looks tremendous. You know, he probably, he probably looks great. uh, But, you know, that's like the same thing as someone that lost 150 pounds, but maybe they can't coach somebody on how to do it. Right. Like his life is conducive to working out seven days a week, two and a half hours a day. But like the mom of four that also works eight hours in the day, like she she's not doing that. She's not going to get there. Yeah. Well, you know, it also leads me to the next like point that I always like
1: to make when I'm meeting with people. It's like you got to have habit, right? Oh, okay. Habit is the habit is the crux of everything in life. Right. Most of the people that excel at things that they want to excel at have a hobby. I mean, a habit, my bad. A yeah. habit. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even moms, right? Like, all right, moms have a daily habit. They get up, they get the kids ready. They revolve their days around a habit of taking care of their kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even, let's say, the president, right? The president gets up, has breakfast. He gets his briefing, goes to press, goes to sign whatever bills on his desk. He probably do whatever, like, presidential meal and, like, whatever yeah. presidential workout. But that's a habit that he's into, Right. And that's what helps him or whoever you know everybody's preferred presidential candidate is yeah whatever does that help happen? them i got it Help them get <laughs> <laughs> it helps them get through the day and it helps them have a regimented um baseline of what they're supposed to do same thing goes true with trainers same thing goes true with health if you don't have a basis of habit of what you're trying to do even rich people right uh look at look at jeff bezos uh bill gates uh uh Elon Musk, despite ruining Twitter, uh they all have a habit that they go through, um, yeah. that walk through that they're adhering to to kind of put them in this mode to perform at a good level. Everybody has a habit. And if you don't have a habit or you can't define your habit, then honestly, you need to one establish what uh behaviors you want to be habitual to go through and execute to take six weeks and try to carve out this habit into your life because you won't get adjusted to it unless you give it some time oh yeah and three continue it
0: continue it for at least two to three years until that, you can that, really hit your optimal that's point. the hard that's the hard one man because like you know that's why i really hate uh stuff like i'm sorry hate's a strong word i, don't, I mean i like i i, I dislike the challenges, like the online challenges, right? Like um, like 75 hard is one that I'm not a, a big fan of. And, and, the, and the reason is not because what they're saying is wrong or bad. Like I think what they're saying is great. But I've talked to too many people that have been like, I can't wait for this to be over. And like, I can't wait to never do this again. And you're like, but that's not the point. Like, nothing, like nothing's going to happen in 75 days. Like at, at the end of 75 days, hopefully you've adopted some habits that right. you can now take into some other parts of your life. I'm not saying you have to live like that all the time, but like if you're going to track your food for 75 days and then never again, yeah, I, I would rather you have just done a much softer approach, like yes. being able to eat fast food or being able to only track a few things a day or, or whatever, and then take it into the next two, three years of your life as yeah. to 75 hard days and then being like, God, thank God that's over, you know, let's yeah, no, that, just start with the title of it. I listen <laughs> I, right <laughs> why
1: would i do anything that says 75 hard if i see something that says 75 hard i would look to the side and be like nah fuck that I it. <laughs> well, hey <laughs> we're, I doing?
0: We're, we're, we're nearing the end of the time here man i feel like i could talk to you for a, a whole hour but <laughs> i don't want to take up too much of your day so hey i want to take this last minute to here just to let you say say the name of your facility again pl- plug whatever you want to say and 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 we'll sign it off here <laughs>
1: sure man <laughs> All, right. All right, everybody. My name is Theo Jones, and I am the founder and CEO of and White Coat. We are a concierge, digital-first healthcare company. We do house calls. We do telemedicine. Uh, we're licensed in the state of uh, California, Florida, Maryland, and DC. Uh, and we work with high-net worth individuals, entrepreneurs, or people who just generally don't have the time to deal with the BS of waiting of a traditional medical experience. We go from zero to 100 uh, for preventative lifestyles. Uh, we do every kind of program that we can think of. We do weight loss. We do like IV hydration programs. We do preventative medicine program. And then the main draw for me is the concierge program, which is 24-7 availability from a provider. So that's for urgent care, um, primary care, or just even if you want to talk to me, I'm a nice guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you are a nice guy, man, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more once we uh once we sign off here. But uh, thank you cool. so much for everyone who listened to the Healthy Business Podcast, and we'll see you next time. All
1: right. Bye.